G'day and welcome to Formula Bums, where this week we are previewing the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. My name's Jacko and I'm joined only by my friend Andy this week. So how are you, mate? I'm less mouldy this week. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, my house is pretty clean now, so it's nice. I still have to help you move all that stuff, don't I? You really do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Why don't you start us off, man? Because you've got all the facts. You're the nerd. You know all the fancy little details. So what have you got for us this week? Well, we're going to Saudi Arabia this week. I think it's the capital. It's at least the most ancient city in Saudi Arabia. That's yeah, what I it said online. N- I have no idea. Look, when I did my research online, it said the ancient city of Jeddah. And I went, oh, it must be like one of their most famous cities. All right, awesome. Uh, lap record was set last year by Sir Lewis Hamilton at a 130.734. It's 50 laps, it's 308 kilometres, and one lap equates to 6.174 kilometres. Uh, this weekend, we're using three sets of tyres. We're using the mediums, nice. C2, C3, and C4. And also, front tyre minimum pressure has to be thir- uh, 23.5 PSI, and the rear has to be 21 PSI. Now, do they always set minimum and maximum tyre pressures, or is that unique to this track? No, I think that's every week they've got some form of minimum tyre pressure or, like, a standard pressure. I don't... Pretty sure. Yeah, so... Because they always bring it up in the commentary. I'm like, what do you mean? I thought you could just set any pressure between two ranges, and turns out that this was what they said on the line. Maybe they just have minimums for safety to make sure the tyre's not going to blow up. Yeah, we don't want another Indianapolis 06. No, and like because tire explosions are genuinely scary because it takes people by surprise. You don't normally see things happen in the data that the engineers can warn people about. And these cars are moving so quick now that when you hit the wall, the G-forces you go through are crazy. I mean, the cars are safer than they've ever been, but it sucks and you don't like to see it. Yeah, look at what happened with Max last oh, year. Yeah, horrifying. Genuinely horrifying. Look, I didn't write down any super track facts, but I kind of watched, I believe it was Joylin Palmer do a... Uh, drive around the track last year in one of the display cars and I kind of just had some opinions on what I saw so it is a very very tight very very fast almost go-kart track style do you know the average speed at Jetta is 252 kilometers per hour that's got to be the fastest average second speed. fastest Monza's faster oh wow so it's incredibly quick and tight but there were so many barriers and so close that there is no room for error and that leads to one of two things well it's such a tight track that there's no margin for error. And that means qualifying is very, very exciting because you have the track essentially to yourself in that top 10 shootout. They don't really get in each other's way when you get to Q3. Hmm. But it means the race kind of sucks because you can't really afford to make a mistake. Otherwise, you're in the walls and there's either a red flag like we saw last year or if you do make a slight mistake, you'll probably take your front wing off. And no matter what you do, it's a massive loss for your performance that weekend. So qualifying's awesome, but the race is kind of boring. Yeah, that's what I found last year. I'm not not the biggest fan of most street circuits. There are a few that have exceptions, but yeah, these street circuits, man, they're just too tight. Well, let's have a talk about it because Jeddah was a brand new street circuit that when it came onto the scene, it was very, very rushed. Like two weeks before it, they were still fixing parts of it and really laying the pavement down. We didn't even know if we were going to make it. I know. Didn't they like lay the last bit of concrete the night before? So I, look, I don't know how close they got. I know it was far too close for a lot of people's comfort. Do you reckon they left the track together or did they pull it down? It's only been like two, three months. Oh, it's still been together. I don't. Hopefully it looks better because it was so new and all this all the oils and stuff are still on the track, all the sand stuck to it. So the track looked really dirty as well. Mm. Um, So hopefully it looks a little bit better. 
Street circuits, you're right. Some are good. Baku's incredible. Baku's probably the only one I really enjoy. Like I, we've got a street circuit here in Australia, and I'm bitty for on Melbourne to begin with. Oh, see, I really like Melbourne, and I think that's maybe just because I'm am a pretty proud Aussie. I'm and a proud Aussie too. I not just, as proud as me this week. Yeah, basically, I just don't like the track. Oh, what would you say? Well, do we have a better Australian track that we could use for F1? Not at the moment, but there's improvements we can make to a few of the V8 tracks, and then all of a sudden there's a viable track there like if they were to make the improvements at the bend in south australia that'd be a really good track was that where they had the f1 previously in south australia no the previous f1 in south australia was at the adelaide circuit which is coming back four supercars yeah adelaide oh, Fight. nice the state election down there labor promised to bring it back this year and it's now on the calendar <laughs> slated for november <laughs> so vote one labor boys <laughs> we'll get a new racetrack i really enjoy baku i like australia Monaco gets a pass because it's historic. See, I don't like Monaco. I don't like Monaco either, but it gets a pass because it's historic. No, here's what I think we should do. Just put the pool somewhere else (laughs) 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 and let them jump in at Monza or something. What are the other street circuits that we see? Canada. Oh, Canada is half a street circuit. It's not a permanent facility. Yeah, Albert Park's like a half public road. It's basically all public road. Yeah, right. Um, Canada's okay. Canada's okay. I like Canada. It's fun to drive on in the games. Definitely is. That's the way I'm the quickest, besides Austria. (laughs) Everyone's quick at Austria. Austria's one of the best tracks ever, though. Oh, definitely. So off the top of my head, I can think of Australia. I can think of Singapore, Sochi, Monaco, Azerbaijan, and I believe Miami is a street circuit. Yeah, Miami is in the car park of the Dolphins Stadium. I think it's the Hard Rock Cafe Stadium. Hard Rock Cafe. Is that where the Dolphins play? Yeah. Yes. We don't, I don't know a huge amount about it. They released kind of like a simulation video of a car going around it in like one of their sim footage things. It looked really, really quick. I guess the biggest limiting factor of whether we will, whether it will be good or not is the amount of run, runoffs it has. Now, it's a massive space they're building it in. I hope they don't do what so many street circuits do poorly, which is put barriers everywhere and essentially turn it into a qualifying race. Like Jeddah has. Like Jeddah has. Like Monaco. Yeah, Monaco. I'd say Sochi too. I hated Sochi. Everyone hated Sochi. It was, it was such a very a boring race. The only exciting thing that happened there was watching Lando stuff it up. Yeah, basically. And, and then Carlos also stuffing it up a year before. And the L plan mastery of plan. <laughs> Never forget L plan, mate. Oh, dude. The audacity. Like, can you imagine? I imagine Michael Massey sat there and just like that stunned Pikachu meme of like, did he just? Actually, I don't even know if they noticed it, did they? I think you got a warning for it. Maybe. I can't even remember that. I've probably made it all up too. Knowing you, you probably have. Why don't I just read out the tracks on the calendar and we say if they're good or not? Because like we've ragged on some street circuits, but there's plenty of bad pre-built design circuits. Like Bahrain, I like. I don't mind Bahrain. Saudi Arabia, we've said we don't like like it. it. They go really quick. That's about all that's good about it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Australia, I like. I'm not the biggest fan, but it is my home Grand Prix, so I have to like it. And it's the only one that we can watch at an appropriate time. I know, right? There's maybe one or two other ones. Like Singapore, maybe, but... Singapore sucks, though. Yeah. Not the country, the track. Oh, and Japan we can watch because we're on the same time zone. Yeah, true. Uh, After Australia, we have Italy, and it is the Imola track. I like Imola. I think it's in a historic circuit that I love to see back. Yeah, and it is pretty good racing because we had... Bottas get taken out by George Russell last year. Yep. And that was pretty exciting. 
That I was mean, when Toto told him that sometimes we do things that get us promoted and sometimes we do things that make me consider Formula Renault or something like that was his quote that yeah. he said to George. Well, the funny thing was is Drive to Survive made it seem like that could have cost George his seat and it was looking like, seriously. Wow. Like the, the interview with Toto was like, I would seriously consider giving Bottas another year. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty heated. Yeah. Okay, after Imola, we have the United States at Miami. So we don't know anything about that, let's be real. No, but that's kind of what it looks like. It doesn't it looks look cool. terrible. It looks cool. It looks like it could be interesting, but once again, it comes to how much runoff area do we get, and if we get none, it's going to be a pretty boring race. Yeah, unfortunately, let's hope they do it. Spain. Spain, I mean, it's okay. They, they do need to fix the last sector, but they haven't yet. Yeah. It's fine. It's just one of the, it, it's not a particularly bad race, but it's never one of my favorites. So it's decent. There are better tracks in Spain. Let's be real. Monaco, not a fan of. I mean, I like the history, but Monaco. But once again, what they should be doing is making them buy old plans for old cars, build an old car, and race those. Yeah, do something silly with it. Just have it on there as a non-championship event, but but have it there still. Yeah, and like someone can win Monaco and have all the cool celebrations and be given like a, a trophy and recognition of, hey, you've done it here. And maybe donate the pro- prize money to charity or something. Yeah, do something with it. Because unfortunately, these cars are the size of an SUV now. They're too big to race around that track yeah, safely and give us good racing. You watch now, it's going to show us up and be the best racing all year. Unfortunately, especially if Charles qualifies badly, he'll do something stupid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Baku's after that, which we, we really both enjoy. Yeah. Baku's great. Canada's after that, which I, is good. That's another one we love. After that, Silverstone, which is fantastic. It's always good there, although it is uh, Sir Lewis's. Yeah, Lewis's most controversial decisions, I think, are made in some corners there. Well, Lewis has to win. That's like the Sky Sports F1 grip, isn't it? Lewis always wins there. It, it does look that way with how he has maybe dodged some what Major. I would call serious offences and what I'm sure Dave is now seething at me for. But well, Dave, not. you're not here, mate. Exactly. So guess what? We can rip on Lewis, ki- Max, almost killing Max. Max, super Max. <laughs> After Silverstone, we have Austria, which, which is phenomenal. That's our favourite track. Absolutely. Paul Ricard, which is sucks. Yeah, unfortunately. You could fix it. There's so much road there to fix that track, and they refuse to do it. What would you say the fixes are? Because I've never really thought about that. I've just kind of been More hard-breaking zones. Give us more opportunities to pass in a hard-breaking zone off a long straight. Because it's essentially just very flowy. If you think about it, the best passing zone is the little chicane midway through the straight on the back straight. It's a hard-breaking zone into a chicane, and then the second straight turns into a fuck long corner. Yeah, fair enough. After that, we've got Hungary, which is... I mean, it's a good track. It's just not a lot of passing that happens. True. It is better than Monaco, though, because there is runoff. And I tell you what, some of those really big sweeping corners are fast and exciting, especially when after a restart or at the beginning of the race when they're all bunched up. And with what we saw in Bahrain, it might give me a little bit more hope for this track because of how close they can stay in a lot of those really fast sectors. Can we throw Lewis behind Fernando again? Oh, brilliant. That was where he did his best work. Spars after that, which is... Uh, that's, one of, that's one of the historic tracks that always has to be on the That's the, the one that should stay. In my opinion, I know Monaco's that historic, but if we do have that one historic track, has let's to be make spa. it the one that has awesome racing. There were rumours that they were going to drop it. I seen that last night, and I thought we should mention that. If you drop Spa, you're going to be killing a lot of fans because they love that track. Yeah, and they always show up for it. 
even after last year, I guarantee you they're going to sell, sell out. Absolutely. They're mad over there. After that Zandvoort, which I love. Yeah, it was a good race last year. The bank corners are just exciting. Yeah, thankfully Grosjean's not there to fly over the corner. I mean, when we made that joke and then with what happened in Bahrain at the end of the year, I did feel a little bit bad, but... Oh, I don't. I was funny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Then after that, we have Monza, which is phenomenal. Oh, that's the Temple of Speed. Come on, Danny. Danny or Pierre, they always win there. It's brilliant. Let's be real. I don't think it's going to be McLaren this year. I believe. I believe, but I don't think it is. I believe more. Singapore, which is not brilliant. And it's a dog shit. Yep. No. However, the, it's under lights, but if that's its only redeeming factor, we shouldn't have it because Bahrain's under lights and it's really, really good. Japan. I mean, it's a historic track which does provide good racing. Yeah, and we haven't been there in the last two or three years. Yeah, all the new fans don't know what it's like. Yeah, and these cars on it will be very, very exciting. Exactly. After that, we're going back to the US for Coda, which is good if they fix the jumps on it. I'm not going to call them bumps anymore. Those cars are going to get airborne. Nah, leave the jumps. It's going to make an interesting What's going to happen with the porpoising, though? The cars are going to snap in half. (laughs) Someone going flying. We're going to get a new high jump. Oh, long jump record. Instead of a speed trap, they have like one of the rally jump traps. Yep. I like Coda. I've always I liked really Coda. like Coda. I love seeing Coda with the Formula Ones. I love seeing it when the V8s went there, and I love seeing it when NASCAR goes around it. Yep. Hey, Mexico's kind of got a little bit of a street thing in it. They go through the baseball stadium. Well, That's it's not true. a street circuit, but it, it's built in the middle of a city. But it's still fine. It's a great race. That baseball stadium hmm. section is. Awesome. The stadium section always provides good racing and provides good motors. Oh, it's just moments. such a cool stand. Well, think about what Bottas did a few years ago to preserve pole for Lewis, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. And also watching Checo get on the podium last year and his dad go absolutely berserk and just the happiest man in the world. If Red Bull have wrapped up the championship and it's Checo on Max 1-2, do they let Checo pass? 100%. I think they should. 100%. He deserves it. He really does. But... I genuinely think that Checo may have an ability to win it under his own pace. Like Me too. He's, he's that good there. Like he, every time he races there, he does pretty well. And well, I mean, he was I, on the podium there when he was at uh, Force India. And like seeing people win at home is the best, the best sensation. You can't help but get a little emotional when you see just how much it means to everybody involved. Then we have Brazil, another great track, awesome, and. It that is, should be the closer of the season. Well, I was going to say, that's what a lot of people think is the spiritual closer of the season. Well, it wasn't. It used to be, and then it got moved to like the start of the season and it got moved to the back end again. Yeah, and I think the reason it got kind of like the spiritual end of the season was because that's where it was normally wrapped up by by Lewis in his dominant era. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, he uh, has a pretty good record there. I genuinely think this championship's going to go down to the very last race, though. Me too. And then, well, speaking of which, the very last race is Abu Dhabi straight after that. That's what I think of Abu Dhabi. Look, it's not... First two corners, fantastic. Rest of the lap, shit. Thanks, Kimmy. That's exactly what Kimmy said. And you know what? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. However... They have fixed it a little bit. There's been some good crashes there. They fixed it a little bit with the two sweeping long hairpins at the end of each straight now. Which Karun talks about how he essentially personally designed. For Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) well i've gone through and written down a couple of news stories that i think are important for what's going to happen this weekend at Jeddah. and my first one is that red bull have said that they've discovered the issue that caused the engines to shut off and marco helmet marco came out and said look 
the cars were actually fueled. He didn't review, reveal how much fuel was left in the cars, but he said, no, they had enough juice in them to get to the end. What the issue was is that there was a vacuum forming due to the pump. And essentially, if a vacuum occurs in that line, the engine can't draw any more fuel, which Good. caused them to seize up because they ran out. They did technically run out of fuel. There was enough fuel in the car. It just couldn't get pulled into the engine. Hopefully they get it fixed. He, Marco said he does have it fixed. I can't imagine it would be an insane problem. I don't either. I genuinely think they're going to have it fixed. There were rumors going around that the pump manufacturer, and I can't remember the company who makes all the fuel pumps, but it's it's a shared part across all the teams. So it's a uniform part. Rumors were saying that they told all the teams to, hey, have a look at your pump. We think there may be something weird with it and that Red Bull didn't have really not a huge amount of information there to go on. Not really. I can't imagine they'd leak that info even if they did have it. Yeah, true. And look, no other team had that problem. So clearly it is an easy fix, whatever's going on. It's not a critical issue in their design philosophy, which makes me feel really good. Hopefully. It means Max will be quick this weekend. Look, he is quick there. Hmm. Max Max does well on these sorts of circuits normally. That's true. Alpha Tori hasn't I well, I haven't read anything about what happened with Pierre Gasly's car. I don't know if it's a fuel pump issue the same as anything else, but I heard it was a battery malfunction which caused fire. Okay. And that would probably explain why his didn't seize up. He kind of coasted more than anything else. And then he went boom. Yeah, and then the batteries blew and that car caught on fire. Battery fires are scary. Those things are hard to put out. Yep. Especially when the marshals miss with the fire extinguisher. (laughs) I guess we should probably talk about Ferrari too. So there's been a huge amount of news stories coming out about Ferrari. And the first one I want to start is is by talking about a customer team, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo has come out and said that the Ferrari engine is so strong, it is actually covering for our chassis design and our aero philosophy. And all the upgrades we will be working on this year are based around fixing our aero and chassis. And that the engine's so good, we don't need to use it. So does that mean we were right with our prediction of being worried about their car? I think so. I think we were right about worrying about what they did to the car and that Ferrari's just absolutely nailed their engine or they're cheating this year. What? <laughs> you, you're not going to let that go, are you? They've done it like three times. Yeah, but I think they've got it right. <laughs> Look, they probably have, and I, w- I really want them to have it right because I do want Ferrari to win. Okay. Sort of. Mainly Max, but I'd like Ferrari to win too. What if Max had a Ferrari engine? It wouldn't feel right, that would it though? It doesn't. He's always been Red Bull and Honda, or Red Bull and Renault. Oh, you know what? That he's always make been Red Bull. Sense. But if, what if what if Red Bull decide, ah, oh, screw this, we're gonna just buy Ferrari engines? Oh, they never would. True. That's n- like, I'm sure if they if there was the best engine, they'd want to get their hands on it. But there's no way Ferrari would ever give them anything. That's fair. The other thing I want to talk about Ferrari is a lot of publications have come out and said that Ferrari reported they were running their engine tuned down a little bit because there's a lot more pace in it, but they want to sustainably crank it up over the next few weeks to make sure it's reliable and not going to ruin any chances. I mean, that makes sense. It makes me nervous because if that's true, then the other teams might be further behind than we thought. I guess. But in saying that, Red Bull looked pretty pacey. I mean, they were the fastest car at Bahrain. Oh, were they? They were. The average speed in the speed trap, Max was the quickest by like 6Ks. Angry Max is one of the quickest people in the world. That is true. Other news I've had, there's been reports that Lawrence Stroll is very, very, very unhappy and that he gave his team a pretty big serve over the weekend and that morale's not looking the best because their car just sucks. 
It's overweight too. I mean, it does. It's heavy shock and me. slow, and the aero doesn't really work. I, does it really shock you that Lawrence Stroll had a hissy fit because his car sucked? No, not at all. I think we've spoken enough about our opinion on Stroll in the last few episodes to know what everyone will assume our thoughts are on that sort of thing. He's probably demanding Mercedes sells on their car. He's probably already gone to Toto and is like, hey, I'll pay this much, let me build your car. Yeah, look, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. I did notice that I saw an image of a, of a side angle of both the Ferrari, the Red Bull, and the Mercedes, and what they were highlighting is that the ground clearance on the Mercedes is a lot higher. It was a lot higher. Like I did notice that too. The others were essentially a millimetre or two off the ground. You could barely see under it from the angle of the photo, but the Mercedes you could see clear through nighttime on the other side. And the I, did, I did notice that photo too. I was a bit shocked at that, but I guess Mercedes have always run a high-rate car. Yeah, true. It's probably just part of their inherent philosophy that yeah. they'll always be a little bit... And we might see that lowered over the next few weeks. Definitely, because that's the goal with these ground effect cars is to create that suction and really drop them down low. Yeah. Did you hear about Drive to Survive and what the F1's going to do? Look, I think it's pretty clear that I don't really care for Drive to Survive. So no, I'm I sure think this, this is going to be... I think this news is actually going to excite you. What have you heard? I've heard that F1 is sitting down with the producers of Drive to Survive to tell them to cut the fake stories, cut the fake drama, and just <laughs> tell the sport <laughs> and the story it is. I feel so vindicated right now. But it's true. Like they, they tell all these fake stories. And yes, this season was probably their best since season one, but they still came up with a fake story about Red Bull and Mercedes. They came up with fake stories about every other team. Just drop it. The story's there. The story's on display every season. Just tell that. Show some behind-the-scenes footage. Show Toto losing his, losing his cool. And also, maybe put like a counter on the screen of what pair of Bose headphones he's on. That'd be I'd really good. See, I'd like, well, I'd they're not using Bose the, anymore. What? Didn't you notice they had, uh, similar to Ferrari, they were Mercedes headphones, black, with the Mercedes logo, and it didn't have any Bose on it. No. I noticed that like one of the first shots they took at Toto, he wasn't wearing the Bose headphones. I think Bose pulled their sponsorship. Either that or the Mercedes isn't using Bose as their customer vehicle sound systems anymore. Then. Could you imagine idea. a sound system in a F1 car dropping a fat subby in it? Yeah, what would you play, though? Well, you'd have to... If you were Max Verstappen, you'd have to play yeah, Super Max. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, there's another thing I want to talk about. Did you see what happened in the last 12 days? Pit Stop Boys released a new song. That means we've got a new world champ this year. Who'd they release a song about? Your favourite driver in the world, Lando Norris. Oh, no. So Lando champion within the next five years. I'm calling it now. If we're still doing this in five years, I'm going to hate that episode. I'm going to love it because the song's a banger. I haven't even listened to it. You should. It's actually a good banger. I'm going to put they that love... in the pile of Drive to Survive. So, yeah, man, of course I'm going to watch that. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kind of... Move back into talking about Jeddah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's this week, isn't that's it? Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. What teams do you think we'll see an improvement from? I feel like Alpine. Yep. I bet you didn't see this. They've already upgraded their side pods. No idea. I seen it after Bahrain. They'd already upgraded their side pods and changed it to a more Ferrari style. Okay, so yeah, they'll probably improve. I think Alfatori will have an improvement. Yeah, I think they'll have both cars finish. At Red least. Bull obviously will have an improvement because they'll finish. I feel like McLaren will be closer to the pack because they seem to be good in high to medium speed corners, and that's what this track really is. Yeah. But with the lack of... like Lando's come out and said the team's lacking grip, lacking aero, so I don't expect them to get points, but I expect them to be a bit closer. 
hopefully that they can really, really exploit the setup and nature of the track to bring them closer because it certainly won't be from having new parts delivered. Definitely not. We know that they're definitely designing new parts and it's already on the way, but it's not coming for Wait, this weekend. Actually, another thing Lando said in his interview with uh, Sky Sports F1 was um that they're going to Malaysia straight after this and that's where all their implementation of ideas are going into the sim to test. Yep. And from there, they're going to start manufacturing new parts to try and fix the car. So it's definitely on the way. Yeah. I don't see Aston improving. They might be a bit slower, I feel. Possibly. Williams, I think we will see an improvement a little bit. Yeah, I feel like Williams and McLaren will be a bit closer to the main pack, but they're not going to be fighting for those positions. Yeah, to be completely honest... I don't know if we'll see a massive amount of jumbling around between all these teams. I think you're right. We're saying we'll see the grid squidge up a little bit, but there will be a few interchangeables. So I think McLaren will be interchangeable with Aston in certain positions. The Williams and Alfa Romeos will be interchangeable. We'll see a couple of spacing around. I don't see both Alphas getting points this uh, this weekend, though. No. I think Valtteri can definitely drive... To the points. To the points more consistently. Not saying that Joe's untalented at all, but with adding in the extra three cars finishing and naturally surely finishing ahead of them, he's going to be pushed back a little bit. I think Alpha Tories, Alpines, and Alpha Romeos and the Haases are going to be the big interchangeables we see. Yeah. I think they're the strong mid-pack group. Which is good because Haas is in that mid-pack. Yeah. I don't know if we'll see Haases high up this weekend. I think... I think P7's a good good aim point for Magnussen and Mick should be aiming for P10. Yeah, you know what? I completely agree with that. Another thing I guess we could probably talk about that we haven't mentioned at all is penalty points of the drivers because this is a sport that has carryover penalty points. It's like a demerit license system, isn't it? Yeah, basically 12 points equals a ban. I'm sure Mazepin would have hit that this year. Definitely. Do you have the numbers of who's on what points? I do, so... I believe or only it's certain offences. Certain offences, yeah. Okay, so they're on seven, so that's pretty high. Uh, Latifi and Vets. So Sonoda's on eight points. All right, so he's on a lot. So he's only a couple of mistakes away from getting the boot. Yeah, basically. Uh, Verstappen and Perez are both on seven, which is sort of Yeah, my insane. angry Red Bull boys. Love to see it. Uh, yeah. Latifi and Vettel on six points. That's a shocking. No, uh, no driver should drive that dirty. Uh, there's five points for Valtteri Bottas. Lando Norris and Lance Stroll. Lando Norris should be higher. Oh, that's my personal thing. Get yeah, him up good. on the list. Gasly and Ocon are on three. Ocon on three. Ocon's on three. Did he get banned last year or something? I don't know. I don't think he so. He crashes into everyone. Well, he's the one that I'm really shocked about. Hamilton and Alonso are on two. How the hell is Hamilton on two with the amount of collisions he's caused over the last few years? One of the judges must work for Sky. Or Mercedes. <laughs> and on two. On, on two points. He's on two points. I don't know how. He nearly killed Verstappen. Like heaps of times. Exactly. I might be making I might be making that stuff up in my head. And just think about what he did to Albon the year before. Oh, I guess those are probably gone now. How long the recycle? I think it's recycle? only two years. But you know... You hold on to him for two years. I know we've just ragged on Lewis for that, but outside of those one or two contacts, he is incredibly clean. Genuinely. Genuinely. Like he... Besides... He, he's not often in trouble. Yeah, it's usually only when there's a Red Bull car in front of him. <laughs> Let's be real. And yeah, look. Poor Albon. Poor Albon. Do, Do you reckon he knocks him off in a Williams? No, I reckon the Williams knocks the Mercedes off. That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, Russell's only on one point. 
Yeah, that's definitely forty dude to Valtteri. Hundred percent. And the clean boys, big dick Danny Rick, Perfect. Charles Leclerc. He never makes a mistake. Ch- Carlos Sanks, Mick Schumacher, Albon, Joe, and Magnussen. It'd be hard for Magnuson to get a point, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Magnuson's not going to stay on zero forever. Let's talk about, say, if someone does get booted. Are they allowed to bring in a replacement well, driver? Well, they have to. They'd have to. All right, so the car's still allowed to run. They just the car runs. The it's, it's the driver who gets. So, I believe Mahovi Ragunathan in F2 a few years back, he copped nearly two race bans. Remember how they changed? I believe they changed they the They changed the rule because of it. Specifically to ban him again, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're not the most popular or safe driver when they specifically change the rules to punish you. It's basically the Mahavir loophole. So if you cop the the loophole is if you cop enough points in practice session of that race to hit that race ban, you will now get banned for qualifying in that race. That's right, because previously you couldn't be banned yeah. for and the race you were at. And in Abu Dhabi in twenty twenty he had twelve points in practice, but he was allowed to race. Right, and they switch that up for the yeah. after. If let's say someone gets knocked out, the more likely candidates are going to be Verstappen, Sonoda, and Perez, based on how many points they have. Who do you think replaces them? I think there'd be a different replacement for Sonoda and Verstappen. Like the, I don't think they'd bring in the same driver for the bottom or the top team. No, I don't know who after would bring in. They'd probably bring up one of their Red Bull Junior category drivers from down below, like Liam Lawson or something. Liam Lawson, I think. Just look at Alessio the F two grid. Just look at the F two grid and see who's in a Red Bull car. Pretty there's, much. Six, there's six options there. Yeah, they'll look. They'll just give one of the kids, a, maybe Yuri Vips or someone, a tap on the shoulder. But what if up. it's Verstappen? Who does Red Bull have an official reserve driver? Yeah, it was Albon last year. Was it Albon last year? I don't know if they've announced anyone for this year. It wouldn't be Kvyat. Well, he's not allowed to anyway, is he? No, he is. No, if he's he signs an agreement. Oh, they wouldn't tap him on the shoulder. Would Alpine let Piastri go to Red Bull? Because he'd be the obvious pick for any team, I'd say. I guess he's the obvious pick. Would you let him go to uh, Alpha Tauri? Yeah, surely. If they were willing to let him go to McLaren, they'd also let him go somewhere else. It won't be Stoffel Van Dorn. <laughs> Never is. Our producers just told me Sebastian Buemi's their reserve driver. Really? Yeah. Do you know anything about Sebastian Buemi? He was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's probably not going to get the tap on the shoulder. He might just be there for some sponsorship in the uh, testing or something like that. They'd, pro- I tell you what, they'd probably do more than more than likely anything else is they'd bring Pierre up for a one shot, and they'd put an F two driver in the Alfatori. That would, in my mind, that would be the most sensible thing because even though he did a poor job in it, his racecraft has improved so much. Yes, the car's probably undrivable, but he would be the best pick, wouldn't he? What about Albon? Would you bring Albon back for a race? He's a, he's still a Red Bull superstar. He's a Red Bull superstar. It would depend on where Williams is in the grid. So if Williams is actually competing relatively well, then they would probably refuse and say, pick someone else from your Red Bull stars. But based on last weekend? If they continue to perform poorly, I can't see any reason for them not to say yes and then give someone else another test in that car. I feel like that would be the best option. And then if that's the case, then you would definitely get Piastri from Alpine because that would be your perfect chance to kind of try and steal him away from the Alpine team because they're lower down the grid, and securing a young superstar like that would only be good for them. I can't imagine they'd be very happy about losing the best young talent we've seen, because that kid's done... He's won 
one of the F4 categories, F3 and F2 on the trot, and no one else has ever done that before. No. So he's a good young kid. He's Uh very down to earth. Like every time you see him in front of the media, he's super composed. Going to be a really good representative for our country on the world stage. I feel like he could be our next world champion. If anyone's had the junior career to set them up for, because you know Max came in with a hot junior career. Lewis came in with a hot junior career. I mean, you kind of have to have a really good junior career to come in. He's had one of the best on record. Surely that means he has the ability and potential to become a world champion the only limiting factor i can see is which car he can get his hands on that is competitive that's true so let's put my conspiracy hat on for the first time this season sorry reese we're gonna uh shift this one over to you okay so obviously andretti wants to come into the sport andretti has lined up a renault engine if they get the all clear what's the bet piastri gets put in that and andretti as a renault seat as half their payment, they give Piastri the seat. It would make sense. It really would. And it would also get Piastri on the grid and it would not get sitting. Would it be good though? Because I just have... I reckon it would It'd be exactly the same as George at Williams. You stick him in a car to get him some experience on the track for a few years. And then when he's finally ready, you bring him up to the big team. You're right. I know Alpine's I am. Alpine's not a big team, bro. <laughs> like, you know, hey, it's you the biggest Renault engine. It's the biggest Renault engine. But you haven't... But you have... I'm worried that if he just... Renault's won a world championship before, twice, with one of their drivers right now. I know, but... I know it's not the same team. I'd rather see him... I'd rather see him get snagged by Williams and literally get the George treatment. I know, but it's not going to happen. Let's be real. Mercedes have their drivers. They're they're pretty locked in stone for the next two years. Yeah, for a couple of years. Yeah. And I'm sure Toto's already got an idea of who's replacing Lewis. Yeah, it's Oscar. 100%. 100%. I'm calling out. Give me the give me the tinfoil hat. I'm putting it on. <laughs> it's Oscar, Oscar Piastri, Mercedes confirmed. 11 world championships. You just talked. Slightly bigger dick than Danny Rick. Listen to this. Oscar Piastri. Piastri. Sorry, I got your name wrong. <laughs> man, you tell some wild and stories, And if he goes mate. to Williams, I'll remember it. I have a good feeling about this. I don't. I think we should finally talk about predictions for the race because we are supposed to be talking about Jeddah. I know, but there's so little to talk about at Jeddah because we've only ever had one race. Yeah, and there's nothing we can really fall back on. Dave's not here. However, he has sent in his predictions for his top five. He didn't tell us what order they were supposed to be. No, he did, in that order. Oh, perfect, because that's how I've written them. Dave had Charles Leclerc in first, Verstappen in second, Sainz in third, Perez in fourth, and Hamilton in fifth. I bet it broke his heart a little bit to put Hamilton that low. I bet it did too, and it makes me happy. Who do you have, mate? So I'm going to agree with Dave. I think Hamilton five. Okay. I'm going to go four Saints. Okay. Three Checo. Yep. Two Leclerc. Yep. I'm going to go one for Max. Purely based on the fact that I know the Red Bull engine was the quickest in the straight line. It had the highest top speed. Okay, that's fair enough. I've gone for what I'm probably going to call the most generic lineup that's out there at the moment. I have Charles in first, Max in second, Carlos in third, Sergio in fourth, and Pierre Gasly. So you're not even thinking Hamilton can crack five? No, I definitely think he can. I just think Pierre might get fifth this weekend. That's fair. Like, if it's not Pierre, it's obviously going to be someone like Hamilton or George or probably Valtteri or maybe Magnussen. I don't think anyone else will get up there. Yeah, that's fair. I need to call you out too. What have I done? So in the last, when we were reviewing... Bahrain, you didn't give Reese any points, but he picked Hamilton in his top five, and you gave me a point for Carlos when I picked him in fifth. 
So right. So either take a point away from me, which I don't recommend, or give Reese a point. You know what? I'm going to do both. So I'm on two points, you're on one point, and so is Reese on one point. No, you can't. I like this championship. No, 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 no. You can't do that. At Michael Massey. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you're going to give him a point, I keep my point. But if you're not going to give him a point, then you take my point away. Make your rules more clear. That's what I'm calling for. If if they get in the top five, you're saying the FIA, buddy. I do what I want. No, okay, fine. You, Riso gets a point. Riso on one point. That's fair. Dave, you're on zero. Yeah, Dave's still on zero. Negative one. No, I reckon we give him negative five because he likes Hamilton. (laughs) 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 Just purely because we don't. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Davey, you start on negative five. And also, Dave, you're really smart and good at F1, so you'll probably smash us anyway. Basically. There you go, Dave. Any other thing you think is going to happen to Jetta besides... Mate. I can see that there's going to be... Someone's going to crash into someone else. There'll be a red flag for sure. Definitely a red flag. Do we get a safety car or just another virtual? Uh, safety car. I think they want... I think there's been discussion saying they want to utilize the safety car more often and more frequently because of the sheer consistency it gives to the grid. And it does make for better racing every time there's a safety car. I know it's probably not the most exciting thing, but the laps after the safety car is brilliant. Does that mean you want Bert Mindlander to have the most... Lead- uh, lead laps this year? No. I don't <laughs> want him to have the most lead laps this year, but I want to say if there is an opportunity where we can see a bit of bird, bring him out. That's fair. But get him to drive a little bit quicker. No, nah, dr- make him drive slower. I love it when the drivers <laughs> complain. Hey, man, How is it when s- they drive up just next to him so they don't get a penalty and be like, you like, go. Go. <laughs> just get, get, you see Hamilton drive right beside him, just like, go, go faster. Man. They're catching up and then Bird's like, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, I don't know if this is going to be a good race. It's going to be quick, and that's all I have to say about it. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? I want to give you hot take. I'll take. I a want. Hot take. I want to change. I want to change that all cars not on the lead lap can pass a safety car under the safety car. Change it to first car in the line that's on not on the lead lap can do a lap and unlap themselves like NASCAR. So I think that's a lot more entertaining. What do you mean? So in NASCAR, you get the free pass in every caution flag. So. Let's say six cars are on the lead lap. Seventh then gets to pass everyone and get himself back on the lead lap. But everyone else has to stay in line, still lap down. Oh, so you only kind of let one do a mad dash through. Yeah. It would make it exciting, but I think I can hear a lot of people out there going like, no, that's not what we're going to do. I don't know if that will be received well at all. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be interesting and make make it more interesting. Make it more fun. Yeah, true. True. Does NASCAR also has has a rule that it has to finish under racing conditions? Yeah. Doesn't it? So they have overtime. It's really cool. So if you pass the checkered flag under safety car, that's not the end of the race. All cars then keep continue lapping until it's safe to race, and then they have overtime where you have a green flag, a white flag, and then a checkered flag. You get two more racing laps. Okay. I think that'd be really good after last year. Definitely would have solved a lot of the issues for last year. I guess the only real thing you'd have to put there is the fuel. Is the fuel? It is doable. It's not like these cars are maxed out completely at the start of every lap. Just saying that you have to have a little allowance for it would be doable. Well, you know what you could do? You could just bring them in red flag on the fifty-six or fifty-seven lap, and just then, just make them pull into the and pits. And then an f- official comes around and just tops in and a 
an exact standard amount across everyone. Not even that. If you if you pull it in a red flag at 56 or 57, they've still got enough for another lap. Just push them out onto the grid. Don't make them do a warm-up lap. Yeah, fair. Okay, that would definitely be cool. They, they do it every other time. Why don't we just push them out of the garage, put them on the grid in that order, and then just see what happens for a lap. Yeah, and if you run out of fuel, you run out of fuel. You exactly. Have it so hard. Should have been ready for a bit of OT. And it also plays into the strategy of the race. You know, factor in that you might have to do an extra lap at the end of the race. You know what, Andy? I really like that idea. And it fix a lot of things. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. I know we probably didn't talk as much about the track as you're expecting, but I hope you really enjoyed some of the news articles we brought up. We don't normally ask for much, but as we're just starting out, it would mean the world to us if you could either follow us on social media, give us a review somewhere, or just rate us on whatever you're listening on. We'll see you on Tuesday for our race review. Thanks guys. All right, see you. Sorry. Can we start again? Yeah. It's Verstappen on 7 not Vettel. I said V E and went Vettel and then the next one's Vettel. Nice, yeah. All right. Kind of had to throw it. Just cut that bit out. That's not necessary. No, I'm going to throw it at the end. <laughs> Fine. We don't normally ask for a huge amount. Jack cooked it. I made it so far through without making a mistake too. Uh, the other street circuits that I can think of off the top of my head. Let's just Google it. Yeah, let's Google it.